I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome. Thursday edition, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. We'll get things fired right off. Dr. Kelly Victory joining us. Happy New Year, Dr. Kelly. Happy New Year to you as well, John. Great to be back. Always a joy. Hope you had a great holiday. I know I did. I've got so much to be thankful for, and part of that is you joining us on a regular basis. Well, thank you for that. I uh, am certainly hoping that we've turned this new year and that we're going to have some uh, new things to talk about. I fear that they're planning on dusting off the old playbook uh, and bringing us back into, you know, the COVID fear fest. Uh, but we hope springs eternal. So, so let's, let's pray that we're into a 2024 that's not going to be a repeat. I can't, uh, I cannot, uh, Say that any louder along with you. Yeah, I, and, and it's just, uh, I don't know. Sorry, when I travel, I try to pay attention to what's going on with, you know, people and masking. And I will say right now, there's a lot of people that are sick. It's that time of the year, and there's just stuff going around that is what it is. But, Dr. Kelly, the amount of individuals that I still see mask wearing, I, I just, I mean, and I try to be, you know, I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to go tell someone, take it off or anything along those lines. But I just have to shake my head and think, what Kool-Aid have you drunk yeah, I, I know. I do the same thing. As you know, I travel very, very frequently. And when I go through airports in almost every major city, I am stunned to see the number of people who are still wearing masks. Right. I used to see think, you know, when I would see pre-COVID, when I would see somebody wearing a mask in an airport, and you would see them on occasion, I always came to the conclusion of one of two things. Either that person is actively ill themselves and is saying, look, I I hate that I have to travel today, but I do, and I've got an awful, you know, bronchitis or whatever, and it will make people feel better if I'm wearing a mask. Or, in the alternative, that there's somebody who is immunocompromised, for example, that 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 person was perhaps on chemotherapy or in an immunosuppressive drug and therefore is trying to limit their exposure to anything. Now, you see maybe 20% of people still wearing masks. So you have to assume, clearly, these are not people who are all immunocompromised or all actively ill. You have to assume that instead these are people who somehow, as you said, drank some Kool-Aid and have, have this idea that they still need to be worried about this invisible threat to them and it, it's just insanity and very very sad it, it, yeah it really is because to me i just look at that and think okay what other quote-unquote kool-aid have you drunk and how is that going to affect your life in other words what else are you running around totally scared of that's causing extra stress in your world that you shouldn't be doing and on top of that i look at the ones that are actually making their children do it on top of it and i really shake my head 
Yeah, I, I, I agree because it's, you know, in the words of Mark Twain, it isn't uh, what you don't know that's the problem. It's what you know for certain that that, that just ain't so. Right. Uh, and, and this is the problem is people are so certain there's a group of people out there who, and I've made the analogy before, who wear the mask like swaddling. It's somehow... It robs them of their independence. It robs them of their autonomy, but they somehow take solace and comfort in having that safety blanket around them. And again, I think that it lulls people into a sense of false security, and therefore they let their guard down with the things they should be doing, like washing your hands, eating a good diet, uh, making sure that you're getting regular exercise and those sorts of things. Agreed. I sent you an article this morning, and I've actually had a couple of listeners do the same, so this is fairly uh, interesting, and I wanted to talk about it with you. And it's not surprising to me to read this. It may be for some, but this is making its rounds now. The Florida Surgeon General mRNA COVID vaccines not appropriate for use in human beings. That's what he's now claiming. We have felt like that. You, I, Steve, you know, what we've been talking about here for a very long time. We have felt that for a long time. Do I mean, and I know where he stands. He's a good guy, by the way. We, you know, you and I have talked about him many, many times and we're, you know, on the side with him. Do you feel there will be others now coming out saying the same thing? Well, boy, I hope so. You know, I'm a big fan of Joe Latifo. Uh, he's a very good guy. He's been on the right side. Yep. Um, I think, unfortunately, he has not been quite as outspoken as he could be. I would like everybody to be, you know, standing on a, a rooftop screaming. Agree. But all that said, Joe has been a... You know, and, and really quick, Dr. Kelly, and, and you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, anything against him, and I, I agree with you. I wish they would do more. On the same token, I realize these guys have... Very busy weeks, heavy loads. They've got a lot of other things going on. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying on the same token, not that I'm giving them a pass, but I also know that they've got a lot of things. And if they're like you and I, no offense, a month goes by and I felt like it was yesterday. Now, on the same token, I think this needs to be front and center with all of them. I, I agree, and that's my point, is that I think a lot of them, unfortunately, um, are not quite as vocal as they could be because they are sort of straddling that political fence. Correct. Um, to be clear, you know, Joe has, always, like Ron DeSantis, has been a proponent of, you know, civil liberties and people's freedom to choose, you know, no mandates and right. those sorts of things. But Joe Latipo is in a perfect position as Surgeon General to stand up and say, not only no, but hell no. Correct. These things were never safe. So it's a little bit, you know, I hate that it's now January of 2024 when he's coming out and saying this publicly that these mRNA shots are not, you know, should not uh, ever be given to humans. They are not safe. They're, you know, not effective. They're not safe. They're not necessary. Uh, So I'm happy that he's saying it. I always, you know, wish that people would be more vociferous. Uh, early on. But all of that said, he's really been in our camp, and I appreciate that. Heading into an election year, and while most people don't want to admit, especially those folks wearing the mask, that this has been politicized, it definitely has, given the fact that we're going into 2024 with an election coming up. What do you feel in regards to all of what we're talking about? Everything from the shots to I frankly don't see any lockdowns coming because of that but i want to get your opinion on all things related to that and the election well this is my biggest concern john just as they did in 2024 and i said it very early on in january february of 2024 i said you mean 2020 wait. you mean i 
excuse me, 2020 is what I meant to say. It, very early in, in 2020, I said, look, you just wait. They are going to parlay this into a reason, a rationale for why we have to have mail-in ballots and we have to have early voting and it's just not safe to go to the polls. You need to stay home. Right. Um, and I'm afraid that they're going to do the same thing. This election is going to drive them to try to use every excuse to say, Look, it just would be safer for you. It would be better for us as a, you know, as a country if you instead did a mail-in ballot or whatever else they want up, you know, so that they can control the outcome. They are hell bent on making sure that uh, that Trump doesn't win. For the love of God, we've got you know our own state like Maine. Uh, keeping Trump off the ballot is absolutely unconscionable, and will likely not. Uh, withstand a Supreme Court uh, challenge. But that said, they certainly are doing everything they can and they will not, you know, COVID will be a very, COVID or whatever other, um, you know, fear mm-hmm. factor they want to throw in the mix, they will use that to control the outcome of the election. Yeah, I, I don't I don't doubt that. And I think personally, and, and time will tell, of course, but I do think that as First of all, I don't think Joe Biden will be the candidate. I think many other things are going to happen as we lead, you know, as we head down that path and lead up to the election. I think what happens on our side of the aisle, although it looks like Donald Trump right now is is pretty much got the nomination in hand, although, and I'll talk about this a little bit next week, uh, Nikki Haley's coming on pretty strong. Some recent polling show her not far behind. I mean, I don't think anybody really out there right now knows exactly what's going to happen. And I, I don't disagree with you, Dr. Kelly. If, they, if, if all else fails and they don't feel like they're gaining enough ground uh, in the election itself, yeah, I, no offense, I, I don't trust them at all. They'll do anything they, ha- they, they possibly can to try to win. I agree 100 uh, percent. And I agree with you also that Biden will not be the nominee. I, I think, you know, the jury's out who it's going Agreed. to be. Agreed. Uh, my top my, my top candidates are either Gavin Newsom or somebody like Michelle Obama. Um, I suspect that. Yeah, don't forget our own Jared was, Polis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he God help us. And say I know. But, um, you know, he, no, no offense. He's positioning himself better right now than Gavin Newsom is. He is. And I think what's going to happen is, I suspect, is that they would, whoever it is will not run a campaign. They will wait, they will wait in yep. all likelihood until very late. I'm guessing end of September, first week, you know, end of September. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, I think, you know, end of August, early September, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. Give enough time yeah. to get their, their name out there so that all of the low educated voters know exactly what's going on and get make sure they got name recognition, which a lot of them do. Now and, and by the way, I think that really comes down to who they end up with when it's all said and done. Some of those folks you just mentioned have better name recognition than others. I I don't see Michelle Obama, frankly. I know there's others out there that would disagree with me, but frankly they're already pulling the strings. Why do you need to be in the position? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that you know that you could make that argument. Why I take the that, heat when you're already the puppet master? Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and there's no question that between Barack Obama and Valerie Jarrett and yep. Susan Rice, I mean, those are the people. That's right. Who are who are the puppeteers? That's right. Um, w- w- without question. But um, I think that the issue is if you got somebody like Gavin Newsom in there, they might not. 
be able to pull those puppet strings. Well, that's so true well. too. Well, you know, no, that, no, I, I won't you know, disagree with you on that. No, you are. You, you can. Right. You can direct a. You can yep. direct a. You know, a totally demented Joe Biden, but you get a Jared Polis or a Gavin Newsom or one of these. You know, uh, Buttigieg or whoever else it might be. You get one of those guys in there, and all of a sudden, they might not dance to the same music that uh, that you know that the puppeteers are. You know. Would want so there's that side as well. Agreed. All right, great, great segue. I want to get back to talking about all things COVID, the shot, and so on. I got a few more questions for you. I should have mentioned. I apologize. It's the first show of the year here with Dr. Kelly. But if you've got a question for her, by all means, we're here to answer that. I don't want to take all of the time just for me, Dr. Kelly. We're here to answer questions as well. If you guys have a question, please text me three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two again three zero seven. Two hundred eighty-two twenty-two. We'll get those questions asked, you know, asked or asked and answered very quickly here. Hang tight, though. We'll come right back. Dr. Kelly Victory again with us here on this Thursday edition. Affordable interest mortgages next, and as interest rates change, so do mortgage rates. Give Kurt a call and find out what he can do for you. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Got too much debt, but a low rate on your mortgage. Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough. Need relief now. Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original asset manager loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, now if you're looking for a medical provider, a doctor that will treat you and think about things the same way we do here, what we're talking about right now with Dr. Kelly, that's Dr. Scott Faulkner. He's down in Castle Rock, but he can do telehealth after he sees you the first time, of course. So make sure you give him a call today, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, up next, Level Engineering, Alan Davis. Find out if solar works for you, and really, it's a matter of him coming out, having a sit-down chat, looking at your situation, then going from there. Call him today. Find him at klzradio.com. 
Alan Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money, but the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory, of course, with us, which we're very appreciative of. And for those of you who may be listening for the first time, we've been doing this Thursday edition in this manner since 2020, uh, when all of this really got going. There's an entire page on our website dedicated to Dr. Kelly that you can go and review and even go back and listen to a lot of the previous episodes that we've had during this hour as well. Just go to RushToReason.com, and you can find all of that there. Before I go back to some of the... Uh, you know, mRNA and, and other things along those lines, Dr. Kelly, I know one of the things that's going to come up because I've had a few questions on this since we were, you know, since you and I chatted last, and that is the current illnesses that are floating around. And there's a lot of different junk running around. I mean, this last vacation that I took and flew, I think half the airplane on the way home was sick. Notice people around the hotel that were sick. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of folks running around coughing, sneezing, and so on, which I get it. It's cold and cough season, although I've heard from a few people that, hey, I got COVID, you know, this last round. And, of course, you always have to ask, how did you know you had COVID? But anyways, I got this last round of COVID, and it wasn't fun. I didn't feel great, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I don't know what to tell these people other than, yeah, people still get sick. Exactly. So, first of all, you are, you are quite right. It is cold and flu season. We always see more upper respiratory illnesses during the winter months, uh, number one, because it is wetter, and number two, because it's colder and people tend to congregate indoors Correct. in closer, more confined areas. Less vitamin D, nature. all of that, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just the nature of the beast. Okay. That said, I believe that there have been more people sick in the past two winters, and I don't think it's because there are more viruses out there. I think it's because people are immune systems are not as good. I, agree. I think part of it, and it may be in part uh, because people are more sedentary, people have become lazier, people are, don't get outside. Uh, we're way, you know, way too wedded to our uh, to our handheld devices and all that. But I can't, you know, I cannot rule out, and certainly have my own suspicion that it's related to the vaccines that we know. And this isn't just my opinion. We have large studies, more than 50,000 patients in one of the studies by the Cleveland Clinic that prove that the more heavily vaccinated you are for COVID, the more likely you are to get COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, you heard that right. The exact opposite of what it should be. The more vaccinated you are, the more shots you've gotten, the more boosters, the more likely you are to get the dang virus. And we don't know that it's just COVID that you're 
True. Good point. To. Good point. People, well, and and so you know what, Dr. Kelly, I, I know we've talked about this a lot in the past, but we always get new listeners. I've got some even texting me, so I know there's some folks listening today that haven't heard us talk about this in the past. Explain why. Well, we knew, and I was concerned from the very beginning, that this mRNA shot would have an immunosuppressive effect, meaning it would suppress the immune system. And we know, we can prove, we have studies that show it, that there is a shift in the type of immunoglobulins that you produce. Uh, immunoglobulins are the part of the immune system that's intended to ultimately attack and protect you from, from infection. Uh, and that there is a shift to the one type of immunoglobulin that actually causes you to ignore things that it, you shouldn't ignore. So you need to ignore some things. Your immune system can't respond to every single piece of pollen, every speck of dust, every dog hair, everything, because you would be nothing but a sniffling, you know, sneezing, right. wheezing mess right. if you did. So you need a little bit of that, that particular immunoglobulin. We know that people who get these shots for COVID, they have a significant shift to way overproducing that immunoglobulin. So what that means is that your immune system is now ignoring things that it shouldn't ignore. It's one thing to ignore the random piece of pollen or dog hair, as I said, or, or dust. But if you start ignoring pathogens, you start ignoring viruses and bacteria, all of a sudden you are now going to become susceptible to infection and furthermore susceptible to cancer mm. because one of the things your immune system is supposed to do, it is the first line of defense against cancer. True. It's your immune system that is supposed to say, hey, that's not a normal right, prostate right. cell. That's an abnormal skin cell. That's not a typical looking colon cell. And your immune system is supposed to wipe it out before it ever takes hold and becomes a tumor and develops as a cancer. If you suppress your immune system and you say, hey, just ignore that thing, then pretty soon you ignore the abnormal prostate cell or breast cancer cell or skin cell, and the next thing you know, you've got cancer. So these shots have had a suppressive effect on the immune system that puts you, A, at higher risk for infection, including COVID, and B, higher risk for developing cancer. Yep. Yep. And uh, again, for all of you listening, uh, we've talked about this. I'm sorry for some of you that have heard this before. We've talked about this a lot. But as I just said a moment ago, we always have new people listening that haven't heard these things, Dr. Kelly. And I think it's important to point those out. Okay. One thing that just two questions came in, same person. Do we still need to isolate if we have COVID? And I don't know the answer to that. I'll let you. I, I don't think you need to isolate because you have COVID anymore. I would ask you, what would you do if you had the exact same symptoms, but it wasn't COVID? Good point. What would you do if you whatever insert whatever symptoms it is you're having? You know, it, and if you test positive for COVID and you have no symptoms, you don't have COVID. Right. Okay, there is no such this idea of asymptomatic spread was one of the greatest frauds perpetrated on on you know the public. Right. This idea that oh, you shoved a swab up your nose, it came back positive, you feel fine, well, then you're not sick and you're not spreading anything. We know that people, asymptomatic spread has never been a driver of respiratory illness. So I would say simply ask yourself if I had these exact same symptoms, whether it's a low-grade fever, a little cough, a runny nose, whatever it is, and it wasn't COVID, what would you do? And then do that. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing about COVID that is any different 
from the myriad other viruses that are out there all the time. And people have got to stop making a difference between them. Why people are even testing for COVID is beyond me, John. Truly, other than making the Chinese a lot of money because they're the ones who produce most of these PCR tests, there is absolutely zero benefit to to shoving a swab up your nose and saying you've got COVID. What are you going to do differently? And the answer is nothing. If you have a fever, hopefully you're taking Tylenol or ibuprofen. If you've got a sniffles, hopefully you're taking a decongestant or an antihistamine. Mm -hmm. If you've got a cough, take cough medicine. Same whether it's COVID or any other respiratory virus. Okay, this is a good question. I don't think we've talked about this one either. So this one came in, and I appreciate this. I thought we heard that we would have immunity from COVID if we had it back in 2020 or 2021, but in this particular case, they have it again. And I don't think you and I have hit on this one for a while. No, and, and so it's a good. It's, the issue is immunity. Obviously, the virus mutates. So the immunity that you had, you know, for, from the original virus that you got, the original form of COVID may not be good now. It's the same reason that just because you got influenza one year doesn't mean that you're going to be immune to the strain the next year or two years later, okay? It's why you can get, you know, a cold this year and then get a cold next year too. Right. Uh, Even if it's a rhinovirus, you know, so just because you had a rhinovirus infection in 2020 doesn't mean you can't get a rhinovirus infection in 2021. So the immunity does wane over time to respiratory viruses because they mutate so quickly. That's very different from a virus like, say, chickenpox Mm -hmm. or measles or mumps. Those viruses, the reason you have more lasting uh, immunity to those is those types of viruses don't mutate in the way that respiratory viruses do. So the uh, antibodies that you developed when you got, you know, chickenpox when you were four years old, tend to last. So you end up not getting that again um, because the virus just doesn't mutate as quickly. Respiratory viruses mutate very quickly. And God knows coronaviruses, they are the king of the hill on this one. They mutate more quickly than almost any other virus out there. They're very adept at it. They mutate quickly, which is why it was pure fantasy that yep. they would ever yep. be able to create yep. a quote vaccine for something that mutates by the time the vaccine comes out by the time the new booster comes out yep. that virus is already mutated yep. and, and you already which, missed it which you already missed which it. these guys know this so you know this and i know of you and i've talked know. about this and i don't have all the exact answers and this is by no means a tinfoil hat you know process i mean i'm really looking at this as wise, wisely as i can these are not dumb individuals. In fact, I think in some cases they're very evil, not dumb. But knowing everything you just said, these folks knew that. So you've got to believe, Dr. Kelly, that the answers to the virus that there's lots of speculation on as to where did it come from? Was it a bioweapon? I have my own thoughts. We've talked about that here. But in regard, you know, even with all of that, no matter how you believe it actually arrived, you have to wonder to yourself, knowing everything you just said they know what is the real end goal of the mRNA treatment because I, like you, have to believe it's not to cure COVID. I, I agree with you, and I said from the very beginning that I think this entire pandemic, I think the goal, the entire goal of the pandemic, and it was planned, uh, it, yep. there's, no, I agree. there's no question in my mind, uh, the entire goal 
I believe, was to make mRNA a household word. I agree. To make people believe that mRNA was a technology that's been fully vetted, trusted, safe, and routine. Because they have big, big designs on making yep. lots yep. of different mRNA injections. Agree. Uh, I had this conversation with Senator Ron Johnson almost a year ago that what you laid out, of course, you know, I like to think that I'm, you know, educated and understand vaccinology, but the reality is they knew what they were doing too. Why would they ever have designed an mRNA shot to against the spike protein? The area of the virus most likely to mutate quickly okay mm-hmm. they, they, you know these guys they knew this right. they knew that these shots wouldn't work they knew that you'd need booster after booster after booster and that was the point yep. to get you to have taken so many of these things yep. that you just think ah, oh another mrna shot be no like gum, be like gum. just have another stick here yeah. you go Exactly. Oh, mRNA now for influenza? Okay, mRNA for RSV? Okay, yep. mRNA for cancer? Okay, mRNA for diabetes? Okay. You know, and, yep. and that you just sort of, you don't even think twice about it because it has become so routine when the reality is mRNA technology is not new technology. We've been working on it for decades. Scientists have been working with it, but the reality is it has failed every single time in the past sometimes with tragic results where all of the animals in the test died, for example. So you're correct. It's not new. They say, we've been working on this for decades. You're right. You have, and you failed every single time. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to act as if we've been working on it for decades right. and been successful. Right. That's a big, right. fat lie. Great point. It's not new technology, great but point. it's been failed technology. That's right. God, great point. Great point. I'm, I'm going to steal that from you at as we move forward as well. This is a good question. We have a few family members that have took the shot. As they age, will the spike proteins get worse than they were initially? Great question, and a question that we certainly would have liked to have had the answer to. Yep. Those are the, we don't know. Exactly, we don't know, and this is exactly why, and I've said it many times, but it bears repeating, why the average vaccine takes six to eight years, right. years right. to come to market, if it ever comes to market at all. Because these are the kinds of questions that needed to be answered before you started a mass vaccination campaign, yep. shoving this thing in the arm of every, you know, of yep. every citizen. That's right. Because a lot of times you don't know. With this mRNA, there's no off switch. Yeah. We were told you would eliminate the mRNA. Oh, it's only going to stay in your arm, Dr. Kelly. Right. A person's going to stay in your arm, <laughs> which they knew was a big fat lie. They yep. knew it went all sure over did. within a matter of hours. Then you're going to eliminate it within a matter of days. Now, we know. Well, that's now why you that need the booster, lasts, Dr. Kelly. Come on yeah, now. Right. Exactly. You're right. And it lasts upwards now, we know, of nine months. And that's only because that's as long as they tested. Right. You know, so, so the answer to this person's question, darn good question, is. We have no bloody idea. Yep. We just don't know. Yep. That's right. And that's tragic. Next, another great question, which I've, I get this one occasionally. And uh, we've, you know, again, you and I have talked about this in past, but because we're getting them, it shows you we've got new people listening that haven't heard some of these episodes. Is ivermectin still effective for COVID? Yes, we have. Yes, there's no question that it is. Um, the good news is I have not been 
uh, prescribing ivermectin or recommending it for the treatment of COVID now for well over a year, primarily because the cases are so mild. There's no reason to. Um, I you know, would only treat somebody if they were significantly ill with it. But the answer is yes. Ivermectin is a very, very good antiviral. It has very, very good antiviral properties. Uh, works against other viruses as well, by the way. Uh, and we've known this for a long time. Uh, so yes, it is still effective against COVID. But uh, you know, right now, I wouldn't treat with ivermectin something that can easily be treated with over-the-counter medications like Sudafed and you know a little cough medicine. Mm-hmm. No, no I, by the way, I fully agree. Um, another question. My husband was told by a cardiac rehab that he would have to postpone for 10 days if exposed to COVID. What do we think? That he would have to postpone his cardiac rehab if yes. exposed? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it's completely and totally stupid is what that is. Yeah. Um, is it happening all the time? I mean, they still ask me when yep. I go to my own primary care doctor, have you been exposed to COVID? I'm thinking... Because what? Because if I, you know, how would I know, first of all, you know, any time you're in public, you could have been exposed to something. It's absolutely insane to say that if you were exposed to something, it's, you know, you should postpone anything. It is one thing to say, and as I said, even if you tested positive, I don't care. If you don't have symptoms of something, the idea, otherwise we should be randomly testing people. How do you know, you know, should you randomly do a strep test? Or should you randomly do an influenza test? Should you randomly maybe get tested for, I don't know what. Maybe I you know. Maybe you've got meningitis. You know, I, I don't know. know what. I mean, that's, it's just you know, crazy yeah, talk. It's just, right. And, and so I'm, I'm making light of it because I'm hoping. Well, if we don't, we've got to sit here and cry, see, Dr. Kelly. And, yeah. And I'm hoping people are saying, well, wow, yeah, you're right. I guess I wouldn't, if I didn't have a sore throat and I didn't have a fever, I wouldn't go get tested for strep throat. Right. Because you don't yep. randomly shove Q-tips That's right. uh, in body orifices if you have no symptoms. So stop. And if you were just exposed to something and don't have symptoms, then truly. It, it's. It, and I feel badly because people are put in this position. Yes. I just a placard, as I said, in my own doctor's office that said, please let the receptionist know if you've been exposed to, to COVID, I'm thinking, what? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's just dumb. Well, okay, first of all, I guess the question, I, I mean, the reason I'm laughing is it's like, okay, time out. How do I know I have been? I mean, there's tons of people with all sorts of other illnesses floating around. To your point a moment ago, how do I even know, Dr. Kelly? Well, well, well here's the reality. Okay, the doctor, him or herself, has been exposed to COVID on a daily basis. That's right, because people yeah, go to the doctor. Yeah, good point. So, so should, I guess the doctor shouldn't be there then, right? Yeah, shouldn't I be mean, treating I'm us. I a doctor. Right. They should be home quarantining. Yes. Okay, so think about that. Let's take that to the logical conclusion. I'm a doctor. All day long, I see sick people. That's what I do, okay? So if I can't be out in public because I've been exposed to something, then there will be no doctors, or right. nurses, right. or paramedics, right. because that's what we do. Yep. So if <laughs> I mean, think right. about it. This is the this is the stupidity of it. It really I'm is. Because I just think you you people have lost their minds, yep. and it's not just lay people have lost their minds. It's the dang doctors. I agree. It's the medical system. I agree. It's the hospital administrator who's making laminated placards to hang in doctors' offices that say this stuff. 
and we, and I think the only way to fight back is to absolutely make fun of it. Is to say to the doctor, "Did you see any COVID patients today?" Well, yes, I did. Well, then you shouldn't be here. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, that's I mean, a great segue. No. Perfect. No, that's perfect, Dr. Kelly. Thank you, by the way. We'll be right back. Folks, again, keep texting me, 307-200-8222. We'll get these questions answered. By the way, all fabulous questions today, ones that, yes, we've probably gone over in the past, but really great refreshers, especially as we head into 2024. And, again, for all of you listening, if you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, go right to our website, RushToReason.com. You can find her there, plus all of the previous episodes that we've done for literally three years now. I can't believe it's been that long, but it has. High Five Plumbing. Any plumbing need, give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. When temperatures plummet, the risk of water pipes freezing skyrockets. And High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. If you've noticed water dripping anywhere around your house, especially on the exterior walls, it's imperative that you have it checked now. Once the temps drop below 30 degrees, you're risking damaged pipes, making a small fix something way bigger. This is especially true for pipes on exterior walls, in crawl spaces, at spigots, and even where most people forget. Down floor drains. High Five has several ways to prevent and fix freezing pipes permanently. From insulating your pipes better to moving them off exterior walls or adding heated tape to prevent freezing, the Colorado Code certified techs at High Five know what to look for to keep your water flowing. KLZ listeners receive a waived service fee. Just tell High Five that John Rush sent you when you contact them at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, as we go through 2024 and you set goals, make sure Al is a part of that. Find him at klzradio.com. You wouldn't plan a family vacation at the last minute. And Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial wants to make sure you don't plan your retirement last minute either. There are hundreds of systems and apps that promise to make you big returns fast. But those miss all of the contingencies and unknowns in your post-work world. Al considers things like long-term care, family needs, giving to charity, and everything else you care about. He gets to know you and customizes your plan to your wants and needs. If you want to travel, donate, volunteer, or even build a sailboat, whatever your specific desires are, you need someone experienced to lead you around potential pitfalls and traps. Don't take your future into your own hands. Trust someone to guide you through it so you don't just retire. You retire on your terms. Just go to klzradio.com money to start strategizing today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Make sure you're toasty warm, your furnace is working correctly, and Cub Creek is the place to call if it's not. Find them at klzradio.com. Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC are serious about keeping you safe from poisons like carbon monoxide. Your furnace creates carbon monoxide and over the years can develop leaks and cracks that put your family in danger. The worst part? You probably won't know because carbon monoxide is colorless, odorless, and undetectable without special detectors that Cub Creek will give you for free. Carbon monoxide poisoning can cause nervous system issues, chronic illness, 
an even death. That's why Cub Creek is giving you a free carbon monoxide detector just for having them over to service your furnace. You might already have detectors on your smoke alarms, but those are on the ceiling, and carbon monoxide gas is heavier than air, so typically it doesn't go anywhere near your ceiling. Cub Creek has openings available now, so go to klzradio.com HVAC to schedule and get your free detector today. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Happy New Year, everybody. Dr. Kelly Victory with us for this first Thursday of the new year. And we've been doing this again, Dr. Kelly, for three years. And I I know I say this a lot, but I thought by now we wouldn't be. But there, this is just a, a new normal. I hate to say it this way, but everything you said a moment ago, they really have really latched onto this. There's all sorts of new, how should I say this, uh, new deceptive ways of handling our health care as far as I'm concerned. And I guess where I'm going with this is, will we ever get to a point where once again, health care can be trusted? Well, it's a good question. And, and I really focus on that a lot. You know, what do we do to rebuild the trust of the public in the healthcare system and in public health? Um, it, this is really a multifaceted problem, John, because as I said, um, not only have people been let down by the, you know, by the institutions themselves, by the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, right. the people at the helm of this, but individual physicians and physician groups and hospital systems have bought into it and have adopted nonsensical, harmful and nonsensical uh, different policies and procedures. And then thirdly, people themselves have taken leave of their senses, right. of common right. sense. Well, you know, it, truly, I make, I'm not making light of anyone's uh, questions at all, but I'm imploring people, use some common sense. What would you have done in the past? You've been led to believe that COVID is somehow this brand new thing that's unlike anything else we've ever seen. It simply isn't so. Use common sense right. and things. And we've got to start pushing back. Otherwise, we will never get back no, we to won't. the way things. Right. I, I refuse to adopt the idea of the new normal. The old normal was just fine. There was nothing wrong with the old normal. We don't need a new normal. True. We do, True. We do, we do not need to start acting as if we are under assault by new viruses that are going to take out the planet. It just isn't the case. And it was never the case with COVID. The reality is a relatively small percentage of the population was at actual risk from COVID. Okay. The elderly, and I mean people over the age of 80. Right. And the otherwise really. And and really quick, Dr. Kelly, even folks over the age of 80 that were in really great health really weren't at high risk either. Correct. Correct. 100% correct. So it was a very small group of people. Children were never, never. ever, ever never. at risk from this. Nope. Okay? The idea that pregnant women were at risk, this, this, this was simply not true. Right. And so the only way we are going to regain the confidence of the public in the system is if, number one, people have got to speak out, have got to ask questions, and I would say that even lay people need to start pushing back on these nonsensical 
mandates and suggest, you know, these different policies. Uh, truly, anybody who's, you know, cardiac rehab, and it's tough because I'm not, you know, suggesting that everybody's got the uh, wherewithal to contact the CEO of the hospital or the chief of staff or whatever it is. But start talking about it amongst your friends. Well, your and family, you know the other thing too, Dr. Position. Kelly, is you know start pushing back. And you know we have Dr. Scott here, who is really outside of the whole system. If you've got an FSA or especially an HSA plan, it's really easy to use him. Uh, he is not in your traditional insurance world because of the very things we're talking about. He doesn't want to be dictated by big pharma or big insurance as to what he should or shouldn't do when it comes to treating patients. And you know some of the things that are happening that you and I and Steve talked about several years ago is now happening and you call it boutique medicine or alternative medicine or that's not even the right way to say it because it's not alternative medicine it's the correct medicine outside of the big guys trying to shove things down your throat yeah i i agree and there are more and more people moving to uh what i would call a the parallel healthcare system there you go that's a good Uh, word for it thank you you know and i would consider myself now in the parallel healthcare system i am not willing to play by these rules. Yep. The, the, the problem is this, that the hospital systems are not run by doctors any longer. Uh, it is really, And I would also say that you, whoever pays you is who you work for. So the reality is this, physicians get paid not by the patient. Right. You don't pay your doctor, the insurance company does, which means the doctor doesn't work for you, the patient. The doctor works for the insurance company. That's the reality. So the doctor, unfortunately, is going to do what the insurance company tells him or her to do. That's right. Or they're going to to do what the hospital tells him or her to do. And that's a problem. So I think more and more of my colleagues don't even take insurance anymore. They have what, you know, some people would call a concierge practice where they, you know, people are members of their personal group. And then the doctor works for you. That's what you want. You want to go to a doctor who works for you, not for the insurance company or the hospital system or the, you know, whoever it is who's telling them what medication they can prescribe, what drugs they have to give, what tests they can or cannot order, and on and on. We have got to get back to that type of a system because otherwise, you know, you are getting really, I think, substandard, you know, the, the quality of care you're getting and the type of care and the type of tests you get, the drugs that you're offered, um, truly are not necessarily in your best interest. I, I agree. And again, that's where we were talking earlier. You know, Dr. Scott, who's been a part of us now for several months, that's where guys like him come into play. Like you, he is no longer in the traditional medical ends of things and is yep. doing exactly what you're talking about. By the way, we predicted, not saying that we had any kind of crystal ball, it was plain as day as to how it was going to work. These are the things that are happening because the trust on the other side has ended. It, it, exactly. And, that's, and, and honestly, and I think there are physicians, and I've got a lot of them, obviously, in, amongst you know, the people I consider in my close friends and colleagues who have said, oh, no, but I'm not doing this anymore. I am not going to do this. I'm not going to practice the medicine that the insurance company wants to do because it saves them money, what the hospital wants me to do because it makes them money, or whatever else. I'm not going to do it. And I will, you know, I'll take my chances. And what people are finding, physicians are finding, is they are so busy and so successful in this new doing it this way. You never needed the insurance company in the first place. And the idea, you know, for every physician, Every private practice who, who takes insurance, for one doctor, 
they generally have three office people because it takes three people to process the insurance claims. It's all of this paperwork, all of this processing, all of this stuff. The heck with it. I've got tons of my friends and colleagues are now practicing a single physician with a single nurse or a technician, and it's the practices are streamlined. You don't have to wait for an appointment. You know, everything is, everybody's happy. The patients are happy. The doctors are happy, you know, and they just cut the uh, middleman, the insurer out because, and that way, when you're in that type of a practice, uh, then the doctor is actually working with you and for you. Yep. That's exactly right. Okay. I think I had another message come in, several actually. Let me roll through some of these. Any opinion on new antibiotic that might be effective on antibiotic-resistant stuff. And now that's something you and I haven't talked about at all yet. Yeah, well, it really, uh, unfortunately, antibiotic resistance is a real problem. Uh, and it's largely a problem because of the over-prescribing of antibiotics yep. um, it, generally. And what happens is, here's, here's a common scenario. You know, the mom you know, brings a, a child into the doctor with an ear infection, um, or to the emergency department with an ear infection, 99% of ear infections in children are viral. In other words, they just have to go away on their own. They do not require antibiotics. But in order to make mom happy and to get mom out of there, your doctors will say, well, it's probably a virus, but I'll write your prescription for amoxicillin. Mm. Okay? Mm. Uh, okay, so we end up giving antibiotics for things that don't require antibiotics, didn't need antibiotics. Got it. And then people, on top of it, don't take antibiotics the way they've been prescribed. They don't take the full course. They're told, you know, take this for 10 days. They take it for instead three days. They feel better and they stop. So they end up breeding, you know, bacterial or antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Um, so there's a big problem with that. What, what to do with antibiotic-resistant things, and there's a growing list of things, uh, including, you know, some serious pathogens like tuberculosis. Antibiotic-resistant tuberculosis is a big problem. Antibiotic-resistant, um, you know, E. coli right, and things right. that cause your, your big problem. Uh, so you really have to take, to answer that question, you really have to go kind of bacteria by bacteria to say, you know, here's what we're seeing um, but the biggest, I think, way to avoid it is to say stop pushing to take antibiotics for things that are viruses. If I have, one, I hear probably three times a week somebody says, "Well, I got a, had a cough, so I got a Z-pack, you know, azithromycin, which is an antibiotic." The chance that that person had a bacterial infection causing their cough is almost zero. Right. These are viral infections, folks. And unless you have a proven or have a reason to believe that you have a bacterial infection, don't push to take an antibiotic. That's what drives antibiotic resistance. Somebody says, should I be concerned about receiving the new RSV vaccine? I'm over 65. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to ever tell anybody to do or not take a vaccine, but I will say uh, respiratory syncytial virus is really not a risk to the vast, vast majority of people. It is a risk largely to newborn infants. Little babies are the ones who are at big risk and people, again, the very elderly and debilitated. If I were a healthy, relatively healthy 65-year-old, I personally would not be taking an RSV vaccine. Um, I don't think that RSV is enough of a risk to normal, healthy people that it is worth taking a vaccine. That's my personal opinion. 
That's it. Dr. Kelly, this hour goes by so fast. I'm so thankful for you. Uh, Again, I know I say it a lot, but I mean it. We're very indebted to you. I had several people text and say the exact same thing. So uh, I myself, I know of our listeners, they feel exactly the same way. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do for us. Well, thank you for having me. Delighted to do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to answer folks' questions in this new year. Happy New Year, Dr. Kelly. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. Take care. Again. Uh, veteran windows and doors up next 45% off front and back doors including if you buy eight or more windows 40% off find Dave today veteran windows and doors klzradio.com veteran windows and doors simplifies and streamlines your new window installation they will alleviate the scheduling issues of a multi-window installation by completing the entire process for you typically within two days and veteran windows and doors follow stricter installation guidelines than what is required in the industry because that is their business model to do right by you the customer veteran makes sure every window is properly flashed insulated and sealed so you can be 100 percent confident in a job done right every time veterans crew consists of vetted trusted and insured technicians so you know you will always be in good hands they also offer a five-year installation guarantee this month they will take 40 percent off both product and installation when you buy eight or more windows start saving today by going to klzradio.com window that's klzradio.com window all right bruce simmons he is a reverse mortgage professor find him at klzradio.com A reverse mortgage can make sense for you if you are properly prepared. KLZ's reverse mortgage professor, Bruce Simmons, can help make sure you are ready. Many things you do not need to do first, like paying your bills off first or making certain repairs. And sometimes you will need to shore up some things on the home title or a repair that Bruce knows will be needed for the appraisal. The point is you can be prepared for a reverse mortgage and move now rather than waiting. In an interest rate increasing environment, acting quicker rather than later puts more money in in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage, is an equal housing lender. KNR Home Transitions, if you're thinking about buying, selling a home, they take the stress out of all of that. Find them today at klzradio.com. worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Cat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Cat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. 
It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that's it for this first hour, and we always enjoy Dr. Kelly Victory. Somebody said, I really wish I could get my kids to actually tune in and listen to Dr. Kelly. Well, guess what? You can still go to the website, RushToReason.com, and you could forward some of these hours to some of them, especially some of the ones that really pertain to the things we talked about today, although it's what we talk about pretty much weekly, and maybe, just maybe, They'll open it, click on it, and listen. So that's all you can do is keep sort of prodding along. But I'm telling you, the more people that listen, the faster we change this tide of the things we were talking about this past hour. Hour 2 is next. Don't go anywhere. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.